Got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about the price action of Bitcoin over the last 24 hours. If you'll remember almost 24 hours ago, in 12 minutes, it will be exactly 24 hours since we breached all-time high on Bitcoin. We rallied up to around $67,000, setting a new all-time high. And over the last few hours, we pulled all the way back down below the previous all-time high. In fact, just a little while ago, we were sitting at 64,500. And a lot of people are very concerned about this. They're thinking, oh my gosh, the Bitcoin market rejects. Bitcoin failed its bull market breakout. Bitcoin is in trouble. We're going to be addressing that concern in this live stream, and we're going to be showing you why, in fact, what we've seen happen over the last eight hours is not a bad thing for Bitcoin and crypto. It's actually one of the best things that could have possibly happened. I am joined today, as never, by Taylor. How are you doing, Taylor? I'm doing well. It's great to be on the stream at your service. For everyone who doesn't know who Taylor is, Taylor is one of the new people working in our research team. He's working alongside Kelly, so shout out to Taylor. He is standing in for Tim because Tim was supposed to be at his monthly meeting. Unfortunately, Tim has had a lot of pain in his neck, so he has been unable to uh, go to that meeting. So he's home right now. He might even be watching. So for any of our believers out there, please be praying for him. We are uh, we're praying that Tim is going to be uh, feeling better in Jesus' name. But I am also joined by Smay. How are you doing, Smay? I'm doing good, guys. Look what I'm wearing. Polka dot shirt. Polka dot. Because I, I love polka dot. I got it out of the trophy. You Thank you, did. J.D. Park. Thank you. Won the trophy. Shout out to J.D. Uh, Park. Thank also, you very much to him. Also, I do want to say something, guys. For all my members, I love you guys so much, and I want to shout you guys out. But I need something. I need something from the members. I need you guys. There's going to be a link in the description after the show. Go to the link. It is going to be a form you guys need to fill out. Fill it out so we can give you your perks. Do it. Fill it out so we can give you perks. Get those perks. Boom. And by the way, just to clarify, there are two Taylors on our staff. This is Taylor S. The other Taylor, which is Tim's wife, is Taylor Warren. That is Taylor's wife. Taylor is Taylor, in chat right now, so shout out to Taylor Warren. We need to, like... It's Tim's wife. It's you Tim's wife. Taylor's I'm so wife. sorry. Tim, Tim, <laughs> Tim's wife just made things awkward didn't i yeah tim's wife this Both is the, all three of their names start with t and it makes it so freaking confusing somebody said in chat did tim shave i don't think you look like <laughs> tim shaven i've seen tim without a beard which is a weird sight and he looks nothing like what you look like taylor i'm a beardless much less strong version of but the goatee is looking good i appreciate the goatee is looking freaking it's my solid. go-to goatee oh got, got, go-to gotcha goatee. good to know well guys we got a great show lined up for you today before we get into it i do just want to mention that this show is brought to you by our webinar we're going to be doing it on what is it? Is the 29th? I think it is. 29th. The 29th. We are going to be going over all kinds of basic chart formations. I'm going to be showing you guys some of the very basics of doing technical analysis. And the really interesting thing about the, our webinars is not even the teaching. I'm going to be honest. I enjoy teaching for 15 or 20 minutes at the beginning. My favorite part of the webinars is getting to know you guys because we get to interact with you guys. Several of the people in the chat right now have been in a webinar. One of them is Matt C. You've been in both of them. Kelly, who is now working for us, we met him through the webinar. So if you want to oh. get to meet me oh. and Tim and Smay. Make sure to check out the webinar. What's and up? speaking of Matt C, guys, Matt C is so kind. He wants to give away a webinar today. So today, uh, I'm later in the stream, I'm going to conduct a giveaway for a webinar seat. It's going to be Boom. pretty exciting. Boom pretty exciting. sauce. Good deal. We need to call like Taylor, Ta- uh, Taylor and then Tim's wife, Tay. No, no, she's no, 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 no. He's 
T-Shroom. 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 Okay, he's T- this is T-Shroom. Shout out to T-Shroom. That sounds like your rapper name. His last name is Shrum, and we call him Shroom. So, shout out to you, Mr. T-Shroom. So, guys, we have some analysis that we need to do. We're going to not put it off any longer. Let's go ahead and jump onto my screen. We're going to start on the daily chart for Bitcoin, and we are going to do some TA here, and then we also have quite a few news stories. We have a new Bitcoin ETF coming out. We got some quotes from Peter Thiel, the billionaire investor himself, talking about Bitcoin and a few other things. But first, we're going to start with some Bitcoin TA here for about 15 minutes, and we're going to dive into the bearish segment. And for once, we actually do have some bearish news. This is rare. We almost never have things that fall into the bearish camp. We're going to do that for about 10 minutes or so, and then we're going to dive into our discussion. So I'm really looking forward to it, guys. we got a great show. Make sure to hit that like button if you are excited. First things first, let's look at our daily chart. There are several things that we need to look at here. The first of them is one of the most important indicators on TradingView. And in fact, this indicator is an indicator that there are many traders, there's an entire subset of traders out there that use only this indicator. They don't look at anything else but this indicator, and it is volume. Volume right now has been increasing. The last four days, you can see it's been consistently sitting at a higher level than it has in quite some time. There are two things I want to note here. Number one, the volume has increased over the last four days, obviously, and that means that the 20 moving average through volume is moving to the upside. Very good thing. But I I also want to mention the consistency of volume. We've been seeing consistently high volume for four days. It's actually pretty rare that we see that happen. There are volume candles at times or volume bars that spike up quite far, but it's actually relatively rare for volume to stay at a similar level because there's normally such massive shifts in volume from day to day as the price action is changing. But the fact that volume has increased and it is kind of plateauing up here is actually a very good sign. Another thing to look at here is Lux Algo, which as you guys know is one of my favorite indicators in all of TradingView. And I actually want to show you a few things here. Obviously, we're under a strong buy signal right now on Lux Algo, but there's also two other lines here. I'm going to show you the first one. It's called the Trend Catcher. This is another thing. If you guys have Lux Algo, a bunch of you guys have signed up for it, you've already got access to this. So just go ahead and go into Lux Algo Premium and you're looking at these four indicator overlays. There's a bunch of stuff in here, but I really want to just look at the Trend Tracer and Trend Catcher today. The Trend Catcher, I believe is what we're looking at. Yes, the Trend Catcher right now is this line right here. I don't have time to go into how it's calculated, but you can see it is actually really good at predicting these movements. And oftentimes it actually gives a prediction of the movement long before the strong or uh, the strong or regular buy or sell signal comes in. You can see the trend catcher right here reversed to red before we actually had the major drop in May. Then we can also see a day before we saw the strong buy signal on October the 4th. On October the 3rd, the trend catcher came in and actually said we were moving to the upside, and it has been saying that for quite some time. On top of that, though, we also have something called the trend tracer. This is pretty cool. We can go ahead and look at this. This just gives us a better idea of what trend we are in and confirms it's a bit of a lagging indicator. The other one's a bit of a leading indicator where we see it kind of tell us early on, but this one's a bit of a lagging indicator. Tells us, okay, we're confirmed. We're moving into an uptrend. Both of these are very bullish right now on Lux Algo. Just want to show you that since I don't show you everything in Lux Algo every single day. We got more stuff that we want to show you there, but definitely some interesting TA coming out of that. Now, the next thing I want to show you has to do with the VPVR. As you guys know, the volume profile of the visible range is one of my favorite technical indicators. Why? Because it gives us an idea of where the market has support and where the market has resistance. As you can see, we have this big bastion of support right here on Bitcoin. Just a week ago, we were talking about how the market was sitting like a ball on top of this hill of VPVR. It can either roll up the hill or it can roll down the hill. Drop a plus 10 in chat if you remember me talking about that because I brought it up probably five times every single stream for a week. It has now occurred. We've rolled up the hill and we've moved to the upside. We're getting up there on VPVR. And the point I want to make here with the VPVR is that it's actually acting 
as quite a strong zone of support. The reason that that's important is because Bitcoin has undergone a small correction over the last 24 hours. If you just look at the minute chart, you guys can see we actually have dropped down here, set two lower highs, and there's an argument being made in cryptocurrency right now that we've set a descending triangle pattern and that Bitcoin's going to have a big drop. I think that's ludicrous. I think we're very healthy right now. And this, the VPVR, gives us a good reason to believe that that is the case. I think that we are very bullish right now. And I don't think that we should be concerned. Now, another thing I want to show you has to do with a moving average. It's the 20 simple EMA, but also the 20 uh, exponential moving average does the same thing, something similar anyway. You can see this moving average is giving us support right here. And in fact, I want to go in. I'm going to go ahead and close this. I'm going to grab my four EMAs. Uh, let's see. I need to go in here real quick. Where am I looking for? Indicate. Nope. Nope. Where are my freaking indicators? They moved them on me, guys. They moved my indicators. There they are. Nope. Yeah. So, guys, the point I'm making here is that we have the 20 exponential moving averages moving up very far. I can't find my indicator tab. I'm just brain farting here because I'm on camera. Boom. There we go. Indicator templates, Bollinger Band. There we go. So, what I am getting at here is the 20 EMA is giving us support just like what we were seeing earlier. And I just completely threw off my template. I did not mean to do that. So I'm going to have to grab everything back, but that's okay. One of the things I also want to show you guys, let me go ahead and delete some of these, is our Lux Oscillator. Let me go ahead and get rid of some of this. Our Lux Oscillator is, why can I not get my freaking indicator templates up? Where is it? Taylor, can you help me out here? I am completely, I'm stupid. Where are my indicators? Fundamental metrics? Why? Indicators and strategies. I am so freaking blind. There we go. Let me get Lux Oscillator Premium up here. What I'm trying to show you on Lux Oscillator is the fact that this has been moving to the upside for quite some time here. Lux Oscillator has been moving up. That is a very good sign. Whenever we see this start moving to the upside, we can look at some historical precedent. If we draw some vertical lines whenever we cross this zero level, we're generally moving into an uptrend. We can see that happening many times in the history of Bitcoin. We move up here above this histogram line, the zero level, start moving to the upside, did the same thing here, moved to the upside, did the same thing here, move to the upside. You can see a lot of historical precedent right here. They move to the upside. There we go. What happened is that the, uh, the, when we, uh, they changed this in here just a little bit, Tim and, uh, Tim and Kelly, and it threw off where my indicator is. There we go. It's right there. Why is that not showing up? There we go. Cool. So the next thing I want to show you guys is back to Lux Algo. Let me get Lux Algo back up on my screen. I just deleted all my indicators. And I want to show you something down here on the four hourly chart. Taking a look here at the four hourly chart, the next thing I want to show you is that we are still strong and strongly bullish on Lux Algo down here. Nothing to be worried about there. We can look at that trend tracer and trend catcher. I'm really interested in the trend catcher here and seeing what it says. The trend catcher says that we're bullish, but in fact, over just the last little while, we've actually turned red on the trend catcher. So that indicates we might be seeing some sideways movement, not necessarily bearish. Remember, guys, red and green signals are not always bullish or bearish. What they generally represent are things like um, they, they are indicating that we are moving sideways or that we are losing momentum compared to the primary trend. So just because we're red doesn't mean we're going to have a big correction. And another thing to show you here down here on the four hourly chart, we have this massive long upper shadow right here on the four hourly candle wick as of last uh, the last four hourly candlestick. That indicates that, hey, the bulls are really strong right now and they're really trying to pump the price. And in fact, we see the same thing happening here on this bullish engulfing candlestick formation and these long lower shadows right here indicate that the bulls are buying things back up. So we did get rejected here and that is important, but even looking down here on like the one hour chart, Bitcoin rallied so fast when it originally hit this all t this previous all-time high as support, we bounced and rallied $2,000. So the thing I want you to remember here, guys, is that Bitcoin has undergone a bit of a correction, but it's not something that we should be terribly afraid of. It's not something that we should be terribly scared of. It's something that we should actually be looking at as an opportunity. I can go ahead and grab my 
volume back up here and be putting my uh, putting everything back together. That is financials. Why am I so crazy and bad at finding this? Where is my? Why am I doing this? Indicators and strategies. There we go. I'm getting choked because of that. Let's look at volume here. The point I'm trying to make here is that volume has been increasing ever since we broke all time high, and it's actually been going down a little bit. You can see this downtrend right here on volume. What that is? Uh, why that's important? is because if we just look at the previous all-time high on Bitcoin, which is sitting around $65,000, this right here is the previous all-time high. We can also draw a downtrend right here on the resistance levels, and we can draw a downtrend right here on the uh, volume. And this is giving us a general trend of a decreasing volume on Bitcoin. What does this mean? Well, it means that we're actually in a descending triangle pattern following a major break to the upside. And this is actually a bit of a conflicting indicator because it tells us, hey, Bitcoin should be breaking to the downside as a result of it being a descending triangle pattern. But knowing what we know about the general state of the fundamentals here in Bitcoin, we think that that's unlikely and we think that we are actually going to see a break to the upside. So if we did do that, then this could act as a bullish indicator and we could see a rally all the way up to 73,000. Now that would actually make sense to me. I've told you guys, I think in the next three to seven days, we're going to see a break towards 70,000. What I don't think we're going to see is I don't personally think we're going to reject here and pull back. I think we're going to see a lot of people getting into Bitcoin over the next few days. And I think there is good reason to believe that that indicate that that movement is going to continue pushing us really far to the upside. Now, let me get market cipher back up really quickly and get market cipher B. I want to show you guys something down here. Actually, no, I take that back. That's not what I want to show you guys. I want to show you down here on the one hourly chart. Let's grab my RSI back up. Sorry, I have to put everything back together while we're live here. I want to show you the RSI down here on the one hourly chart. You can see right here, uh, as of about yesterday, we broke all the way up here towards 83 on the RSI. Why is that significant? Well, that's actually the highest that the RSI had rallied ever since October the 1st. And before that, it's the highest that we'd rallied since July 25th. Something that I actually... Uh, want you guys to know is that Bitcoin's RSI is not an overbought and oversold signal only. It does give you overbought and oversold signals, but that's not actually the point of RSI. The point of RSI is to give you um, uh, uh, divergent signals, and it's meant to give you the strength, the relative strength of the bulls and the bears. What we can see is that since Bitcoin's RSI on the one hourly chart rallied to 83, that means that the bulls became extremely strong. So yes, we've seen a correction, but this right here tells us, hey, look, the bulls very strong right now, and we should not be scared of having a massive correction to the downside. On top of that, take a look here at the Lux oscillator. This actually gave us a red dot right up here. And you can see that red dot came just a little bit before we broke to the upside. Oftentimes, I find these red dots happening before the breakout. And then you don't want to trade those red dots on Lux Oscillator immediately. You want to wait several candles because oftentimes a break will come and then they're actually calling the correction that comes after the breakout. So this was a really interesting pattern. Move to the upside a little bit. The point here is on the Lux Oscillator, we've actually turned around this kind of histogram uh, histogram sort of indication has started to turn around and we are moving to the upside. That does indicate that we may be seeing more bullish momentum coming in relatively soon. Now, with that said, guys, I do want to move here into some technical analysis, uh, excuse me, into some fundamental analysis. And I want to look at some of these different articles. The first and foremost one that I want to bring to your attention is that a second Bitcoin ETF is set to start trading on Friday. This is coming very, very soon. The second ever U.S. Bitcoin futures exchange traded fund is set to launch on Friday. So we've waited eight years for the first ETF. And now we are getting the second really, really exciting news. The Valkyrie Bitcoin strategy fund will begin trading on the Nasdaq exchange on Friday, a spokesperson said for the company. 
The firm planned to trade under the Bitcoin under the ticker symbol BTFD. That's a very funny ticker symbol. Uh, if anybody knows what that stands for here in crypto, but changed back to the originally planned BTF, according to the spokesperson. They probably didn't want their ticker symbol standing for "buy the freaking dip." The fo- the fund will follow the wildly successful debut of the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF ticker BITO, which accumulated more than 1.1 million dollars in uh, 1.1 billion in assets in just two days of trading. Here is why this is important. The first first Bitcoin ETF that we saw that went live earlier this week was almost certainly one of the key factors that allowed for Bitcoin to break above all-time high. I thought we were going to sit below all-time high for a little bit more and consolidate, but then that happened and it's like, okay, well, if an ETF's coming out, then I guess we're going to moonshot. That's just kind of how cryptocurrency goes. That's what we saw happen. A second Bitcoin ETF within a week of the first one, we looked at this last week and we said, hey, these two ETFs look like they might be on the way and then we might be seeing a rally come from them relatively soon. The fact is, as Bitcoin ETFs go, both of these are not physically custodied. As far as I'm aware, the second one, Valkyries, is also cash settled. That's a bit of a concern for us. But the fact that we've seen two futures ETFs, derivatives ETFs, rally the price this much is an incredibly, incredibly bullish thing. And we definitely don't want to ignore it. Now, another thing that's pretty interesting here is the billionaire that you probably all know the name of, Peter Thiel shared concerns that investing in Bitcoin is already a known secret, and he says he is underinvested in Bitcoin. This one is really, really interesting because Peter Thiel, as you guys know, is very outspoken about Bitcoin. He says you're supposed to just buy Bitcoin, adding, I feel like I've been underinvested in it. This is a trend that we've seen happen over the last several years where major power players in traditional finance and billionaires say things about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that aren't always the most bullish, that aren't always the most, um, how would I say, kind to the cryptocurrency space. And then years later, they end up coming back and saying, you know, I probably should have bought more of that. You know, we were having a conversation this morning and Taylor knows this because he was in the conversation with uh, Kelly, who's one of the people that helps us research. And there are so many people that look to the traditional finance commentators and they look to them and they say, okay, well, Jim Cramer thinks X or, you know, this guy thinks Y. We have all these traditional finance people and they turn to them because they trust them in traditional finance. They trust them with stocks and ETFs and gold and silver. And then they turn to them and they're talking about crypto and you don't know what the hell you're talking about in crypto. You need to come and talk to somebody in crypto who works in it every single day, like all the YouTubers you follow here and other publications here in the cryptocurrency space. So this is a classic example of somebody getting into cryptocurrency, realizing, hey, this is actually a really big deal. And don't get me wrong, Peter Thiel has a long history with cryptocurrency. I'm aware of that. But the point is here, he says he's underinvested in it. And frankly, I feel like that every single day. Now, I also want to show something else. I need to grab Kelly's Twitter really quickly because Kelly has a very interesting point here. Make sure to go and follow Kelly and myself on Twitter. Both of those links are in the description. Actually, I don't know. Smay, is Kelly's Twitter in the description? I don't know, but his Twitter is right here. Yes, it's in the description. Is it? Go follow Kelly. He's got this really cool banner, by the way. And by the way, he is going to be doing a Twitter Spaces event relatively soon, so make sure to check that out. You can check his link uh, down below. And he, Kelly, feel free to tell everybody all about it in the chat. But I want to show this uh, retweet that he did from Plan B. As you guys know, Plan B is the pseudonymous stock-to-flow model creator. Plan B predicted at least a minimum of a $63,000 Bitcoin by the end of the month. He also pretty accurately predicted many other movements recently. And Kelly says this about the chart that I'm about to show. Plan B shows that the RSI as it co- uh, shows the RSI as it correlates to price action. Look at RSI performance in 2012 to 2013 and 2017 to 2018. RSI above 70 is bullish control zone. Al- above 70 alongside strong price action. We just printed the first dot above 70. Parabola door, uh, parabolic doors open. Take a look at this chart. 
you can see right here, this is the last, I believe this is the monthly chart RSI. If I'm remembering correctly, we can look at that. Uh, that looks like the monthly chart RSI just from memory here. BLX, yeah, you can see it down here. This is what the monthly chart RSI on uh, Bitcoin looks like. If you look over here, it's the same chart. So he's pulling the monthly chart RSI. Each one of these dots is representing a month in the year. And then the heat map here, these colors represent distance from all-time high. One equals all-time high. So these reds are when they're setting a new all-time high. And 0.5 uh, 50% means below ATH. You can see all these lower levels are below all-time high. So what does this mean? Well, in past, and we've looked at the weekly chart RSI quite a bit. And by the way, here in five minutes, guys, we are going to jump into some super chats. We're going to read super chats. And uh, actually, Smay, uh, Taylor, do you have that? Do you have that set up? Smay, can you get that for him so that we can read super chats? Uh, while I, I'm doing this? I have no way of getting that for him. Can you text Shannon? I think he yeah, I can it. text Shannon. Text Shannon and ask him to do that. Uh, share that with Taylor so that he can read super chats. Cool. So what I'm talking about here on RSI is that RSI almost always double tops. We almost always, not almost always, we literally always have seen a double top on the RSI over the last 10 years that Bitcoin's been trading. We always see a double top here when the market rallies. And these double tops normally correspond to two tops on the price action chart. If you look here on Bitcoin, whenever we move into, I'm going to go ahead and delete all of this really quickly and give us a clean chart. If you look here in the past, our all-time high touches, normally there's two of them. There's normally one or two on the price, and then there's always two on the RSI. You can see the two here. We had one all-time high touch here that was significant. We had another one right here. It was 5,000. I remember that. I was watching it live. And then we saw two RSI touches here. What we've seen so far is we've seen one major RSI all-time high, and then a second, uh, excuse me, one major price action all-time high. What this is getting at is, number one, we're probably going to see a second push, but number two, the RSI right now is stupidly low on the monthly chart compared to where it normally goes during all-time highs. Take a look at this, guys. The bullish control zone, as Kelly was talking about, actually starts around 70. A lot of people mistakenly read RSI and they say, oh my gosh, we went above 70, time to sell. That's not the way you should be reading RSI. That is a common uh, beginner mistake. It's a mistake I actually made for a couple of years until I realized, wait a second, it's in the name. It's a relative strength index. It's an index that tells you the relative strength of who, the bulls and the bears. That's what it's po That's the point of it. And I want to make sure you guys are reading it correctly. So the point I'm making here is the RSI almost always goes up above 90 during a bull market when we hit all-time high. We've done it once. We went up to 91. We have not done it a second time. And based on historical precedent, we should be doing it again. If RSI on the weekly, excuse me, on the monthly chart went to all-time high, uh, excuse me, to around 90, then the price action of Bitcoin would be well into the six figures. And that actually adds on to much of our other technical analysis here on the weekly chart. Number one, we have a bullish engulfing candlestick formation right here. Number two, we have a second bullish engulfing candlestick formation right here. And number three, there are, well, two of them, and we have a green-red-green green formation right there. Overall, the monthly chart on Bitcoin, I think I've been saying the weekly chart, the monthly chart on Bitcoin is ridiculously bullish. And if we manage to close this monthly candlestick anything above $59,000, then that is a record high close on the monthly. We've already seen a record high close on the weekly. And obviously, as you know, we've had a record high close on the daily. So what Kelly tweeted here is very important. It indicates, hey, the future for Bitcoin is incredibly bright. And we have a technical reason to believe that it is going to continue moving to the upside. Now, one more thing I want to show you guys before we move to the upside, uh, before we move on to Super Chats here is this. 
Former U.S. House Speaker says countries should use Bitcoin as inflation hedge. Newt Gingrich, you probably all know that name, the ex-Speaker of the House of Representatives, is, is back in news with his radically pro-Bitcoin suggestions to authorities. Gingrich, who is now an advisor to a new Israel-based firm, the International Bitcoin Advisory Corporation, IBAC, recently told the Financial Times that countries should use Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation as well as central banks. Why is this important? Well, one, it's already happening. We see it happening in El Salvador. We've seen, I, believe, I want to say it was the Maldives. Another country in in the in uh, the southern uh, the South Pacific moving in that direction. We've seen. Um Bhutan is building a, uh, a stable coin on, excuse me, a CBDC on the back of RippleNet and uh, the XRP blockchain. We're seeing uh, the Ukraine is having talks about Bitcoin. We've seen Argentina have talks about Bitcoin for uh, inflation hardening because inflation is such a big problem down there. We've seen Brazil talk about it. We've seen Panama talk about it. Everybody and their mother, as far as countries are concerned, are talking about Bitcoin as an inflation hedge. And it's really funny that an ex-speaker of the House for the United States is saying the same thing. This is an opportunity for countries to hold part of their reserve in Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation and against central banks. I think in particular, when you have banks like the Central Bank of El Salvador that don't do very much to influence worldwide financial behavior, they've ult- uh, they're ultimately at risk of the larger systems. He's absolutely right. The Americans, the Chinese, the Germans change the rules of the game. In its present cycle, that's clearly an inflationary direction. What the problem is, is that we see all kinds of nations around the world, they they inflate their currencies and then the other nations that use those currencies that are not the nations that made the currencies have to deal with the inflation, but they don't get to deal with the supposed benefits of inflating the currency. An example, the U.S. dollar was inflated into oblivion in the last 18 months. The the consumer price index is a joke. It hasn't caught up. The inflation of the dollar has been very obvious. You guys have probably seen wages go up around your area 30-40% over the last year and a half. The reason for that is inflation and the vast majority of that inflation is literally going towards the budget of the United States government. Here's the problem. There are a lot of nations that use the U.S. dollar as the backing for their currency, or they just use the U.S. dollar as their currency like El Salvador does. They have to deal with the inflation. They have to, de- they, they have to deval- uh, deal with the devaluing of the U.S. dollar without the benefit of printing 10 or $15 trillion in the span of 18 months. So that's why this is a concern. With that said, we're going to go ahead and move on to Super Chats here. We're going to read some Super Chats, and we are going to interact with you guys. One of my favorite parts of the show. And by the way, guys, remember, on the 29th. We only have seven days left and not many seats left. We are going to be doing our webinar. I'm going to get to interact with all of you guys. And like we said, Matt C is going to be giving away a webinar seat. Shout out to Matt C. Thank you very much, my friend. Let's go ahead and jump on to yeah. full screen here. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and run that giveaway real quick while we're figuring out the super chats. Let's do it. Um, so guys, this is how we're going to do it. It's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit basic. All I want you guys to do is spam the number four, the number four in the chat. Spam the number four in the chat, and then you Taylor's the and then Taylor's going to pick one of you guys to win the webinar. Okay, so just go ahead and spam four, and if you already have the webinar, boom. I mean, what, you might as well not spam four if you already have it. <laughs> I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. To, that'd be kind of crazy. I mean, you can't really get two webinars. You know what I mean? Like, it's the I mean, same thing. You can't thing. really get two webinars. That is yeah. absolutely so, accurate. So if you don't have the webinar, go ahead and spam four in the chat now. Spam now, right now. I want to see all the chat filled with four, so you guys can win a webinar seat for the webinar happening on the 29th of this month do it do it do it do it all right seeing some good names in there you're seeing some oh, good yeah. names Dropping in there the four 
oh, yeah. beans is Brandon. Have we seen uh, like Phil, Vic Sir, Jonathan Thomas, Crypto Alchemist? Have we seen those names super chat today? I'm not sure if I'm in the right document. What happened, guys, is that Tim normally does those super chats and it looks like the system didn't. Get I, I'm, I'm actually going to pull. I'm uh, Shannon sending me. I'm going to pull up on my phone. So I'm cool. we can my... see some just. On. Yeah, we can see yeah. some. I'm going to go ahead and just start reading them from the top up here. The first one I see is DSP donated five bucks. He said, I found this channel when I was trying to find out what Safe Moon is and heard Jeb take a big dump on it. <laughs> Tuned in every day since. Well, I'm glad that I was able to move you away from Safe Moon. It's funny, Taylor uh, Warren, Tim's wife, um, she invested in Safe Moon and then it doubled after I told her it was a stupid thing to buy and she got all emboldened like, yeah, but look, it went up. And I'm like, yeah, but look, it could go to zero tomorrow because it's literally a freaking pyramid scheme. I am so against Safe Moon. I think it's a disgusting project. I shouldn't even be uttering its name on my chat, to be honest with you. Oh. Let's see here. Uh, Phil donated five bucks. He said, have you seen the crazy wick on Ethereum and Bitcoin on Binance US? I haven't seen that, but that does happen sometimes. Sometimes the liquidity gets absolutely wrecked on exchange changes so thank you very much for that donation and nice lamborghini or is that a ferrari i think that's a lamborghini huracan in his picture i can't tell guys by the way make sure to hit that like button if you are enjoying today's stream it's a way that you can give back to us we really appreciate you guys i know we can get to 1500 likes here in the next couple of minutes i also see one here from cloud era music um, I, ju I just fortunately had to sell all my bags for a family financial crisis. You feel it is too late to start buying back in for the rest of the cycle. Better to wait for the next bear market next year. I don't think so. Personally, yeah. so I'm not obviously your financial advisor. And I do encourage you to find a good CPA who knows crypto because a lot of them don't. But find a good CPA who knows crypto. We actually know one of them. His name's Alexander uh, Alex Lorenzo. Um, and if you want to have more information about that CPA that we recommend, um, you can shoot us an email. Support crypto I, I don't think it's Alex Lorenzo. That's the YouTuber. Pretty sure. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Anywho, our CPA, you can message. I'm sorry. I'm tripping over my words. You can message supportercryptojeb.com and you can find uh, information on that. But the point is, I would not. I'd be careful about. Uh, I think buying back in is a good idea, in my humble opinion. I think if you don't hold any crypto right now, it would be a good idea to do that. So it looks like we got a lot of force, mate. What do yeah, you see? Yeah, we have our winner. You do? Who is it? We have our winner. Guys. The winner of this webinar is, and this is kind of, I, I like, I like that this is, it's funny, it'll make, it, it's funny. So Matt C is now officially giving away this chair to Mark D. <laughs> Mark D. Let's go, Mark D. Matt C giving away to Mark D. Congratulations, Mark D. You are now going to have a free webinar seat. Go ahead and email support at cryptojeb.com where you can talk to Taylor and she is going to get you set up with that uh, webinar link, guys. So... Good job. Yay. Boom. There you go, guys. Make sure to check that out. Thank you guys very much for all of those fours. Really looking forward to the webinar. You guys can check out that link down below. Got a couple more super chats here that we're going to read. I got thrown off. I was in the right document. Looks like uh, Brandon Johnson donated. Do y'all have any thoughts on Rarible? It's an NFT platform, and the token Rari got listed on Coinbase earlier this week. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Joshua, this is one for you, Taylor. Joshua Keith Young said, are Tim Taylor or Tim's Taylor fan of comedian Tim Taylor? <laughs> That's a good I, super chat. I'm a fan of a lot of comedians. However, Tim Taylor's not one that I heard of, but it will be by the end of the day something that I check out. Taylor, you are a bit of a comedian yourself, buddy. I am. Yes. I am a little bit of a comedian. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a funny his, guy. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. He's keeping it interesting here in the here in the office. Uh, let's see here. Mark Santiago also donated. Said, "What do you think of Dash? I'm a Bitcoin maxi, but I'm becoming interested because of Dash Direct app and Dash platform coming. I'll be honest with you. I have not followed Dash in a long time." 
I don't, I never found it to be a project that I was terribly interested in. I don't think Dash is really doing a lot that other cryptocurrencies aren't doing. I think it fell behind. I mean, frankly, Dash right now is sitting at, let's see, rank 62. Jeez, I remember when Dash was ranked number eight. Like, guys, I've been in crypto for four and a half years now, and I have seen so many cryptocurrencies fall from grace out of the top 10. And when you see a cryptocurrency fall from the top 10 down to like 65, that generally doesn't give me a lot of confidence in your project. The same thing kind of happened to EOS, a few other, IOTA, that happened to IOTA. Um, So it doesn't give me a lot of confidence in that. I do just have to be honest with you. I have one, looks like we have one more that we can go ahead and do here. Let's see, I'm going to pick a good one. Going to pick a good one. And if, it, if you were talking about Tim Taylor, as in Tim Allen, the comedian from Tim the Toolman Taylor, I am absolutely a fan. Oh, I love that guy. I yeah, think, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's, I Googled it. I think that's who he's talking about. Yeah. Ooh, Tim Allen. I've heard of Tim Allen. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do a quick call out to a Crypto Alchemist, a longtime donator. Thank you very much, Crypto Alchemist. He said, all aboard the game train. You guys are changing the life of my family, and I can't thank you guys enough. See you at the webinar. Looks like we got somebody in the webinar. Good deal, guys. we got a lot of people joining, and you don't want to miss it. Also, shout out to Vic Sir and Jonathan Thomas. Uh, said, what up, what's up, brothers? Love the show. Thank you guys very much for all of your very kind Super Chats. We are very much appreciative of all the support. And it does actually make a noticeable difference to us here when we're trying to run the company, you know, build things out. We are very, very thankful for those Super Chats. They do mean something. So thank you, guys. We're really, really appreciative. And I just, you know, I'm from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, guys, who decide to tune in every single day. We love our members. We love you guys who tune in. So thank you, guys, very, very much for sticking with us. We very much appreciate it. With that said, let's go ahead and look back on my chart because there are some bearish technicals here today, guys. Look, I am not one to try and spread FUD. I am somebody who... I want to come on this stream, and I want to give you as many technicals as I can, but I also want to give you the bullish and the bearish so that you can make your own decisions and come to your own conclusions for yourself. The deal that I want you to uh, – I want you to walk away from this stream – with a very, very, very clear understanding of the bullish side and the bearish side so that you know, hey, the market right now looks bearish, but it's actually bullish, or it looks bullish, but actually there's this one thing over here that's kind of pulling it down. So with that said, let's go ahead and fiddle here with our indicators again. Let me grab my indicators. Why do I keep doing this? There we go. Goodness gracious. I keep like brain farting on which one of the tabs is the indicators. If we look here at MACD, the first thing I want to show you here is that MACD has been converging on itself over the last three weeks. The reason for this, guys, is that MACD shot up like a Falcon 9 rocket, dude. It has been moving to the upside so far, so fast, for so long. We're actually close to hitting an all-time high on MACD. So we're converging bearish on MACD, but frankly... It really doesn't look like it's going to have a cross anytime soon. We're kind of coming together just a little bit, but frankly, this is just I, this is technically a bearish technical that I want to show you. But honestly, it's not something that I would be overly worried about. It is just something that you want to be aware of. Now, let's also bring up another indicator here that I love. It's called TD Sequential. You can see it right here. There's actually been an update to TD, so I'm going to go in here and change a couple of these things. I want to turn that off, turn the trend off. I want to turn these show counts off. There we go. Just want to show you the numbers here. Take a look here at our TD sequential. We actually saw, and I want to see if I can turn that. Uh, this is new. Ever since I closed it out and opened it back up. If you guys ever done that, you close out a candle, uh, close oh, out an indicator, and you open it back up, and then all of a sudden it's got like 20 updates, and you're like, I'm not even, I don't even recognize all the things that they've changed. I'm trying to turn off this setup button here, but either way, you can see right here the TD sequential printed a nine right here. 
and that's actually not a very good thing. That means that we have uh, moved to the upside and we've actually broken, uh, that, that we moved too far to the upside and the TD sequential is calling for a correction and a retracement. You can see the same thing happened here and it did call for a correction and a retracement. I don't like this TD sequential. This must be a different one than I normally use. Let me see if I can get the one I'm used to back up. Uh, there are literally like 500 TD sequentials on here. So frankly, the one that I'm used to, I don't even know which one it is. I think it might be this one. Nope, that's the one I just pulled up. I'm going to try this other one really quickly and if it's not, then that'll be okay. Let's pull this up right there. Boom. Well, either way, you guys can see we're overextended on the TD sequential. We have hit a nine, so definitely be aware of that. That does signal that we've rallied too far too quickly and that we do need a bit of a correction. Now, on top of that, I also want to bring up something called uh, the uh, I want to bring up the Lux Oscillator again, actually, and I want to show you this down here on the four-hourly chart. I mentioned this briefly earlier, but it is actually pretty important. The four-hourly chart um, uh, Lux Oscillator has... Uh, printed a red dot, and that actually did call for the top here. We moved to the upside, and then this Lux Oscillator, it basically, this red dot, oftentimes I find it comes in before the rally sometimes has even started, but a lot of times it will call for a correction here. You can see an example right here. You can see an example right uh, here. You can see plenty of examples here where this red dot kind of predicts, hey, there's going to be a little bit of movement to the downside. And we've seen the same thing happen here. This red dot said we're moving to the downside. And the thing you want to read here is this. We push way up here into these probability resistance zones. That's what these different lines that are different colored here, uh, different colors here are. We per we moved all the way up here and that said, hey, we need a bit of a correction. So that's what we did. We printed uh, one oscillator bar right down here below the zero level. And that's indicating to us, hey, we want to be watching this oscillator closely because it could be saying that we're moving to the downside in a big way. And that actually that lines up quite closely with our price action up here. We're sitting right above support. And if we start to move down below that support and that Lux Oscillator has a cross down here below this and it doesn't reverse quickly like what we saw right here, then that could be a little bit of confirmation that we're going to go farther to the downside. I don't think that's going to happen, but it is in the card, so I want you to be aware of it. Now, by the way, guys, what I love to do is I like to show you all of the technical indicators. We're going to bring them all together into a nice neat bow here in just a little bit. So I got a couple more things I want to show you, and then we're going to do just that. Now, I want to show you the MACD because there is something very important on the four-hourly chart, and that is there's just been a MACD cross bearish. Mac bearish MACD decrosses, as you guys know, are typically quite lagging indicators, but they do normally confirm a trend. You can see some of the mo some of the more recent MACD crosses did result in sideways momentum, not necessarily bearish price action, and that's really important. That doesn't mean the MACD is wrong. That just means you need to interpret the MACD based on the contextual information you have about the market. The MACD crossed bearish here. What does that mean? That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a giant crash. What that might mean is that we're going to trade sideways for a little bit in the same way we did previously in these markets. Remember, guys, I was telling you, hey, I think we're going to trade sideways for a little bit right below all-time high and then try and break it sometime later on this week or early into next week. We actually broke out quite a bit earlier than we expected. Part of the reason for that was because we had this giant fundamental news story come in of, hey, a Bitcoin ETF is launching. Okay, cool. Now we're going to break to the upside. And then we saw the news story come in, $1.1 billion in the first day. All of that moved us to the upside big time. But I still maintained yesterday that, hey, we need some correction movement. I do think we're on a path up to $70,000 sooner rather than later, but I still think that we need a little bit of correction, a little bit of consolidation. And this is kind of where I'm leading with all this. Yes, we have some technically bearish uh, indicators here that we want to be aware of, but what's actually important is that we have come down and we've tested previous levels of support here at 64,200. We've tested previous levels of support at 65,000. We're probably in today's trading day going to test this uptrending level of support that we've been looking at quite a bit here, and we're going to probably hold that. Frankly, even if we do break back below all-time high, 
pull down here to some of our previous local highs, like 63,000, that's not a bad thing. That is simply a back test, guys. We don't need to freak out about this and FUD out. What I encourage you to do is to remain calm and understand, hey, Bitcoin is looking solid and we are okay. We don't need to freak out. Everything's going to be fine. Bitcoin broke all-time high. Everybody and their mother's talking about Bitcoin. More institutional volumes coming in. There's more money locked in DeFi now than there ever has been before. Everything on Bitcoin looks great. We don't need to get all freaked out about it. Now, real quick, Smay, can we go to full screen so that I can switch over to the document? I need to pull an article up because there is one very, very, very important story that I need to talk about here in the bearish segment. And this is something that we kind of hemmed and hawed about earlier on when we were planning the stream. And I do think it is a bearish thing after a bit of deliberation here. We can jump back onto my screen. Mt. Gox creditors set to receive over $9 billion in Bitcoin. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on this. Drop a one in chat if you were here in the crypto space when Mt. Gox was hacked. For anyone who doesn't know, Mt. Gox got hacked in early 2014. It was the largest and basically only real exchange in cryptocurrency. People lost what what amounts to today literally billions of dollars worth of crypto. A lot of people thought it was literally the end of the cryptocurrency industry as a whole. That's how big of a deal it was. A recent filing from the Tokyo District Court reveals the victims of infamous Mt. Gox collapse may soon have some closure. We have been reading this headline for years. I just want to clarify with this. This is something that we have been talking about, uh, distributing the bankruptcy and everything from Mt. Gox and the... Um, the funds to the creditors of Mt. Gox for a very long time. So this is a developing story and has been for the last seven years, but this might be an important update. Mt. Gox creditors may soon receive billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. It has been an uphill struggle for those who lost money amid the Mt. Gox collapse of 2014. Drop a seven in chat if you were one of those. I know there are some people that watch our channel that were in crypto in 2014, lost money in the Mt. Gox collapse. It was a big, big deal. Mt. Gox creditors are expected to recover more than $9 billion worth of Bitcoin, according to a rehabilitation plan document filed with the Tokyo District Court for the now-defunct crypto exchange. The term creditors here refers to the various victims who lost money when the crypto exchange was hacked in 2014. The rehabilitation trustee would like to express sincere gratitude to all parties for their understanding and support, the trustee said in the rehabilitation plan document. Depending on the situation, the confirmation order is expected to become financial, uh, final and binding in approximately one month from today, the trustee added. So we might finally see some closure here. These victims who lost Bitcoin seven years ago might finally be getting it back. And here in a couple of minutes, Taylor and I are going to discuss what might this mean for the valuation of Bitcoin when billions of dollars of lost Bitcoin come back onto the scene. Is all going to be so, is all going to be sold because people have been forced to hodl for the last seven years? We're going to talk about all of that and more here in a little bit. But let's jump back into Super Chats and let's see what you guys are saying. Jump on over here into my document. Looks like we have one here. Uh, Cloud Error Music donated. He said, if you're in my shoes, where would you invest $2,500 to get back into crypto at this point in the game? Not financial advice, of course. Yeah, I definitely can't give you any financial advice here. I am not a financial advisor. Again, I highly encourage you guys to get a well-learned CPA who understands crypto. In my opinion, if you were getting back into crypto, I would make sure to start with Bitcoin. George R. Us came on our channel a couple of weeks ago and gave some great advice. He calls it the 50-25-25 rule. 50% of your portfolio in Bitcoin, Speaking of your investment portfolio, that is 50% of your investment portfolio in Bitcoin, 25% Ethereum, 25% everything else. Excuse me, I think he may have said 25% big caps, uh, big cap altcoins and 25% small cap altcoins. But the point is, I uh, completely agree with him. I've given the same 
friendly wisdom to many people. Look, Bitcoin is the top dog. It always has been. It looks like it will be for a very long time. There is a solid argument to be made that, hey, Bitcoin's digital gold, Ethereum's digital oil, oil is a bigger market than gold. Ethereum is going to be a bigger market than um, than than uh, Bitcoin. Maybe I don't see a flipping happening anytime soon. I definitely would encourage you guys to have half of it in Bitcoin and then play with the rest of it. But again, I don't know your situation. I'm not a financial advisor, as you said in your super chat. So thank you very much for that. Uh, we also have one here. Is there still a possibility of a dump below 60K? I got to try and pronounce this. Gaby TC. I'm pretty sure it's Gaby TC. Said, is there still a possibility of a dump uh, below $60,000? Are the bulls too strong for that to happen? Yes, there is a potential that that could happen. And in fact, it is not as unlikely as you might think. But here's the deal. If we were to drop below $60,000... I don't think it's going to happen, and the reason I don't think it's going to happen is because one, sixty thousand dollars is a very strong psychological level, but two, it's also a level of support that we found here over the last several days, starting on the fifteenth of October, moving through the eighteenth of October. We managed to hold that level of support for quite some time. I think the sixty thousand dollars would hold, but I could see us going back quite a bit below all-time high, maybe down towards that sixty thousand dollar level. At the end of the day, guys, no matter the fact that Bitcoin just broke all-time high, we have seen a month of straight bullish action that has to come with a correction event at some point. We might not know exactly when, but we know it's going to happen. Let's go back to full screen. Perfect. Good deal. Let me to re see if there are any others that we want to read here. I want to give a quick shout out to Mark D. He donated, didn't leave a message. Uh, Sean Burns Jr. donated. He said, at some point, Bitcoin blockchain will be too large to store on a hard drive. That's actually something that uh, Rick4962 also donated. I said prayers for Tim. Thank you very much, Yard Dog up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Sean Burns Jr., uh, I completely... The thing about that is that's actually, if you guys know what Bitcoin Cash is, one of the reasons that I've never liked Bitcoin Cash is because Bitcoin Cash, it sought to fix the total, uh, the the uh, throughput of the Bitcoin blockchain by uh, octupling, I guess would be the term, 8xing the size of the Bitcoin blockchain and uh, the size of the, um, the the size of the blocks, excuse me, which would lead to an 8x in the size of the blockchain. One of the big reasons why people push back on Bitcoin Cash, just a little bit of historical trivia for you, is because if you 8x the size of the blocks, then you 8x the size of the blockchain, which means that you can store less of the blockchain on a hard drive in your personal computer, meaning that more and more people that have normal computers aren't going to be able to store it, leading to centralization. So that is a threat potentially really far down the line. What most wallets do is they don't store the entire ledger. They store the last maybe 10,000 blocks or something like that. And then they keep an up-to-date record of everything through there. So that's what you can see on that. Another one here is Crypto Challenger 3962 donated. Thoughts on CSC reaching all-time high, thanks. And if Smay still wants that turtle, I have him lined up when he's ready. Oh, it's your turtle yeah, dealer. My turtle. It's my your turtle, turtle dealer. Oh, uh, full screen. I mean, uh, I mean, right now I, I don't really need another turtle, but I will keep you in mind whenever I'm ready to uh, take that dive. Yeah, and no, I was messing with Smay the other, uh, like, what was it, like three or four months ago, Smay? I'm like, yeah, you got a turtle dealer. Like that. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just asking you if you had a turtle guy. Uh, he's got a turtle guy. So. No, I, I. Wow, you hear that? No, that's not what I said. I have a turtle guy. Poor I have Crypto a guy. Challenger 392. I have a turtle guy, and but I also, you know, I'm I'm kind of turtled out right now. I have three turtles right now. You have so. three? Yeah, I have three. You have turtles. a new one? No, I've had three. I thought you had two. I have Francis Ford Coppola, Steven yeah. Spielberg, yeah. and Elon Musk. I thought you did. I thought one of the. I thought you just got one of those turtles. A couple no, I've had ago. three of them. How long have you had them? Uh, like two years. 
What? I'm a bad friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Guys, make sure to follow Smay on Twitter at Thicky Smay. That is linked in the, is oh, that yeah. in the description. No, it's not. I can it's put it not, in the description. Can you put it in the can you put it in the description and in yeah. the I don't know if you can edit while we're live, but it's look, if I get to if I can get to a thousand followers, I'll actually become active on Twitter. If he you hear that, if Smay gets to a thousand followers, he will become active on Twitter. And I would love to see that. Oh. Also, I guess while we're on the subject, I can say this real quick. So somebody, I saw somebody mention it. Um, so you know, you remember when we were talking about doing a uh, fight between me and Tim? Yes. And I remember the day, August 20th. Yes, I made is. a commitment to everybody that I was going to start training for that fight. I've actually, I've been doing it. I'm, that's my update. And Woo! I can actually start posting updates of uh, my progress on Twitter. So if you guys want to uh, follow that journey, you guys can follow me on Twitter. And to be clear, so that we don't get in trouble with YouTube's terms of service, they're totally talking about like a thumb war that's what they're talking yeah, about yeah yeah we're not actually gonna f- yeah like, no they're not actually fight, fight. gonna you know do that but either way smay's been making a lot of progress shout out to smay good for you man i am looking forward to seeing yeah. that i'm kind of scared it's gonna be like mommy and daddy you're fighting no i don't like this guys we have some more things that we need to talk about so let's jump back into it taylor we have been looking at this mount gox news for the entire time that i've been in crypto what do you think would happen if all of a sudden billions and billions of dollars worth of forced huddle funds came back into the cryptocurrency space? Do you think these people would sell it immediately or do you think that we would instead see a lot of people say, man, I have all this money. I'm going to huddle more so that I can double it because a lot of these people, Mt. Gox got hacked when Bitcoin was trading at a thousand bucks. So most of these people are 60x. Up. They're up 6,000%. Do you think that they are talking, or excuse me, it'd be 60,000%, wouldn't it? Whatever it is, it's either 6,000 or 60,000. I'm too stupid to figure it out on the fly. But the point is, <laughs> massive rally. Do you think that those people are going to sell or are they going to hold? Look, two things, right? First of all, if they're getting into the thousand, they're early in this asset. So they're they're pretty smart, you know, they're pretty savvy, maybe even shrewd individuals. That's a good point. And they're also, they're also probably hurting. You know, just because you're smart and you're shrewd doesn't mean you can't get screwed, right? Mm-hmm. And and these folks definitely were victims here, and they're probably hurting financially. Um, you know, I'm sure some of them have recovered, but you know, if they put a significant amount of money in here and it got hacked, got totally withdrawn from their ability to go spend it on things they need, toilet paper, food, housing, rent, you know, they might be hurting. Of course, they're going to sell it. Yeah. Now, what I have the question for you is how much is a nine billion really going to affect you know the overall volume in a day? or over a month span when these folks finally get that money in their you know, account and be able to press that sell button. Yeah, well, it really depends. The thing is you, that um, when you see a bunch of when you see a bunch of money come back onto the market with the potential to sell, it depends on the state of the market. If you see a bunch of selling pressure when we're already in a gigantic rally, it might just get gobbled up and swallowed. But if we're already seeing a correction, or even worse, if we're already at like the tippity tippity top and we're sitting up at eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars in a month when these funds are supposed to come out, and then we see nine billion dollars in funds come out, and everybody's saying, "Hey, you know, I'm all of a sudden worth ten million dollars because I finally got my money back from the Mt. Gox hack," then yeah, them selling that at the very top when Bitcoin's already overextended, which by the way, Bitcoin's not, it's tricky. Bitcoin's not overextended on the monthly chart, but it's very much overextended on the daily chart. If those funds come in at the wrong time and they're sold on the wrong day, it could cause a massive crash. But the good news is it means that we wouldn't have that hanging over us anymore moving into the future. If you were in their position, would you sell or would you hodl or would you maybe hold 
maybe hold 50% of it and sell the other 50% of it. What would you do? Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth there with that last option. I'd probably do a blend of options, yeah. probably hold, but sell some. Because remember, you know, my hunch is that these guys are hurting. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're struggling to pay rent. You know, they took way too big of a risk and, you know, they're hurting. They need that money to pay for things that matter to their their bottom line, ultimately. So I would keep some. You know, and, and and then I'm sure there's folks in there who could afford to lose the money they lost. You know, yeah. they could afford to lose a whole lot more, too. So they're probably not they're just going to brush this off like it's nothing and probably just keep holding. So it's really anybody's say because we just don't know the breakdown of the individuals. But if it was me, it would be a blend. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would definitely um, t- I would probably sell some of it because think about it. If you had. If you had fifty thousand uh, dollars in crypto back then, which is a realistic sum, there are a lot of people that have more than that in crypto. Then you could have up to fifty Bitcoin that are coming back your way. And if you had fifty Bitcoin coming your way, what is fifty Bitcoin? Like twenty million dollars? Can you run the math on that real quick for me, Taylor? I'm sure yeah. that, that that's well into the tens of millions of dollars. It would not be a bad idea to sell five million of that, keep fifteen million of it, hold on to it. A lot of people could retire very quickly. And I think you're right. I think a lot of those people probably are struggling because the thing that I love about crypto is that crypto is not a technology. Crypto is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Crypto is a... It's a vehicle. Crypto is a vehicle that you can use to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's something that I remember when I was in. And by the way, I love this person to death who I'm talking about here, but I do disagree with her in this. I was in, um, and Shannon, our chief marketing officer, knows exactly who I'm talking about because we were in her class together. One of my teachers in high school, she told me uh, that it is impossible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I remember telling her, that's ridiculous, and I don't want to hear that. I was mad. I didn't, I, obviously, I was very respectful to her, but I was inside. I was feeling, I'm like, what do you mean it's impossible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps? This is America. I can go out, and I can make money, and I can do X, Y, and Z, and I can get myself out of this, and it's the land of the free, and all this, that, and the other. I was so mad when I heard that. And then two years later, I found crypto and I realized, no, actually, I was right. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's why I love Bitcoin so much and cryptocurrency so much is because this is a vehicle that can drive you to financial freedom. It is not our goal here to get you a new Lamborghini. It is not our goal here to get you a $20 million mansion on a private island. Good for you. Look, I fully endorse you in treating yourself for the work you put in. I am not in any way knocking that, but that's not why we're here. We're here because there are people out there that need money to pay bills because they need financial freedom. And frankly, it is very sad that many of these people who probably are in that camp have had to wait so long for this Bitcoin. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did end up selling quite a bit of it. And frankly, I wouldn't blame them. But as far as technicals are concerned, if it's $9 billion all of a sudden show up on exchanges. That will tip the balance in favor of the bears more than likely. That's why we put it in the bearish segment. I don't think this is a bullish thing for the cryptocurrency space, but we shall see and time will tell. Yeah. So I ran the math. If you were hold, if you bought in and you got 50 Bitcoin, right? 50 coins at uh, today or when they get the their settlement, at, if it comes out around $64,000, you know, if that's where Bitcoin is at the time when they get it, that's a that's a prediction, you could say. No. Uh, they would have three million, so three point two million to be exact, uh, dollars that they would be sitting on and ready to manage uh, under their under their agency there. So it would be Boom. it would be quite a bit of money. 
that is a lot of money and people would end up getting a ton a ton a ton of money and that is going to be really good i'm looking forward to it guys if you have not already make sure to sign up for the webinar i am really looking forward to being able to get in the webinar with you guys and enjoy all of you guys company i'm going to be doing about a 15 minute teaching at the beginning it's going to be a bit of a review for everybody who's gone through ct2a but we're going to be making sure that we're freaking rock solid on some of these basics and technical analysis really really important if you're new to ta or even if you're not to brush up on your fundamentals it's funny coaches all around the world whenever something bad goes uh, happens in a game almost always the thing they say is we need to brush up on fundamentals like basketball you need to practice your free throws like if you're playing football you need to do whatever i'm not a, I'm, I'm not a sports ball guy but you get my point this is something that's very common in the sports world and it's very common in trading also if you are doing well or doing bad you always need to be brushing up on your fundamentals it's incredibly important so we're going to talk about that but then we're also going to be able to get to interact with you guys myself tim and smay are going to be there you're going to get to interact with all of us ask us any questions you like and we're going to have a lot of fun it's going to be great guys i am really looking forward to it make sure to check the link out because there's not many seats left and that is happening in a week so obviously you only have a week left and by the way one of the commonly asked questions is will you get a recording of the webinar the answer to that yes. is yes you will be getting a recording of the webinar if you so choose to receive and it. and we're going to be wearing halloween costumes we are i mean we can we can because look it's the 29th it's true and it's, guess it's, and, and and what happens the next day if you're comfortable sharing smack uh it's my birthday. It is May's birthday the next day. Yeah, I turned 21 on he the He turns 21. So All of that's a sudden, exciting. Everybody in the company will then be will then be uh, 21 and be legal drinking age, which is pretty yeah. funny. Smay is the only person in the company who's younger than me, which is really funny. Uh, but yeah, we're very thankful for Smay, and I'm really excited for his birthday. It's going to be fun. Yay. And I'm excited to share that time with you guys during the webinar. Make sure to hit the like button if you guys enjoyed today's stream. And also make sure to check out our social medias. All of you guys who are asking for that rap clip, by the way, from a week and a half ago. It is up on our Instagram and it's also up on our TikTok. You can find us on crypt, uh, at CryptoJeb over on Instagram and at CryptoJebOfficial over on TikTok if you would like to see just that. Also, make sure to follow myself on Twitter and make sure to follow at Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Kellum, K-E-L-L-A-M on Twitter because he's going to be doing a Twitter Spaces event with CryptoVet, who is a fan of the channel and does his own stuff here on YouTube and on TikTok as well. So make sure to check that out. Guys, that's all I got for you today. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. Got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacD Media.